Welcome to episode 142 of the GTO on 5G. It's our 11th standalone edition, and it's brought to you by More Insights and Strategy. Today, Anshul and I are actually spending time with MediaTek at their Analyst Day in Austin, Texas. We have the pleasure of inviting Cliff Lynn. He's the Assistant GM at MediaTek. Welcome, Cliff, to the podcast. It's my pleasure. Awesome. I'm going to let Anshul ask the first question here. Absolutely. Cliff, could you possibly let our audience know what areas of MediaTek's broad product offerings that you cover? I'm currently covering uh, the satellite communication based on the 3GPP standard called non-terrestrial network, saying that we're trying to use the modern technology doing the satellite communication. So that is the area I'm working at this moment. Great. Yeah, there's been a lot of news around satellite communication with the iPhone 14 launch from Apple, obviously, for emergency text communication and that sort of thing. And this is an area that MediaTek obviously is very focused on that, that you manage. And, but I'm wondering, can you tell our audience about MediaTek satellite capabilities, what devices your chipsets are enabling, and how is your approach, most importantly, different than your competitors? Yeah. In CS and NWCL customers, uh, they have announced the phones and accessories uh, that is capable to do the satellite communication based on the 3GPP IoT NTN standard. So to some extent, our solution is ready now. So compared to the iPhone 14, they roll out uh, their satellite features uh, called emergency SOS over satellite. It means they provide their satellite services solely for emergency purposes. In addition to that, our solution can do not only the emergency SOS services, but also to offer the users can do the two-way message communication. So it means once with the IoT and enabled device, you can do the two-way messagings. Not only that, but also the device can send out the location information uh, such that at the remote site can check in where you are. And not only that, but also the service provider can send the weather forecast, those kind of things to the devices. Our solution is very unique to, to that, that extent. You know, in just this week, we saw AT&T announce a demonstration with Rakuten where they're doing just what you described. So it's taking it from the next level from just texting to two-way communication, which from my perspective, that's going to be amazing. And it has the real potential to bridge the digital divide from my perspective. But I know, Anshul, you had a follow-up question for Cliff. Yeah, MediaTek has talked a lot about the different kinds of satellites that next generation technology as a next generation connectivity technology <laughs> but it won't necessarily replace cellular connectivity in most applications what is the future of satellite communications on smartphones like how do you see it complementing cellular yeah exactly so you you use the complementary is a very right term so when we start this journey to contribute the standard into 3GPP, the original thinking is the satellite communication is not going to replace the serial communication we are doing now. Instead, it's, more, it's mostly a, a complementary. means that it is help to fill the gap of the coverage problem. Even though we have a 5G so advanced cellular technology, the coverage is still always a problem. So 
to fill the gap, uh, the way to go is uh, to go through the satellite. In particular, for the remote or the mountain area, that uh, the uh, infrastructure is very expensive to build. And not mentioning in the ocean, you can barely make that kind of things. So satellite communication will play a role, in particular, per the SGPPNT standard, trying to provide supplementary uh, things uh, to help fill the gap of the, the coverage problem. We've had satellite communications for many years, right? It's been very expensive service. It's not been predictable. It requires these giant handsets with giant antennas, right? And so I don't think that's gonna go away anytime soon. But what's really exciting about what we're seeing with what I like to call the space race is like bringing the smartphone into the fold. And certainly we've been talking about two-way communications, not just emergency texting and that sort of thing and, and waiting for a response. But Cliff, I'm wondering, where could this go in the future from an application perspective? Do you have any thoughts there? Oh, yes. PPNTN actually provides the roadmap and not only provide what we can do now. So, for example, when defined in the release 17, there's a two-track. Two one is called IoTNTN, that is uh, providing the narrowband capability, the 200 kHz. Another track is NINTN, working for 5 megahertz to 20 megahertz, uh, provide the wideband uh, services, etc. So with uh, these two categories of the capability, it can spend a wide variety of applications. So all the way from the very limited data array, it can offer through the NLBAN, as we just touched, the uh, emergency SOS, the two-way messages. Then with the increase of the data array, you can consider pushed low-resolution image over the uh, voice messages kind of things all the way up to the video streaming, that kind of capability. So if you, so I believe uh, you, you visit our booth in MWC, we, we demonstrate the NINTN capability by making a video conference through the satellite knowledge to demonstrate the NINTN is capable of doing the video conference. So there are, there are many potentials. So the potentials are rooted on the different level of the data array you need. So for example, for the video conference, probably you need uh, maybe sub megabps kind of label. And with uh, the low, res re low resolution image, probably several, several thousand BPS kind of things. Mm -hmm. So it depending on the different things and provide you different capability. Do you think that the growth, because the way I see it is, to Will's point, there was this whole issue with not enough users using satellite, it was clunky, the scale wasn't there. Yeah. Having all these hundreds of millions of smartphones on the network, it improves the scale of cellular networks, makes it way more, or satellite networks, makes it more viable. Do you think that kind of scale might also drive compression algorithms for audio and voice and video to improve so that they can compress that, that codec to a point where it can work over satellite? You, do you think we have to have a new generation of codecs? Do you think that will push us into that direction? Uh, yeah, indeed it is possible. If we roll back a bit about comparing what the difference between the nowadays satellite communication we are talking about compared to the previous generation, the major thing when the 3GPP NTN was developing is trying to make sure the smartphone form factor can do that. So it means uh, with the smartphone form factor, it does not, it don't want to put the uh, bucket antenna. 
surveillance. So, right. uh, so the, those kind of modern technology should evolve in order to accommodate this kind of constraint. And thanks to the advanced modern features, definitely it is much better than previous generation, such that we can make the smart the satellite connectivity on smartphone workable. One of the key things is that the spec itself trying to make sure with the existing smartphone form factor it can work in. It is more relevant to the physical design part. And for the for the code those kind of things uh, you touched. It's more like application. So with the data array and uh, definitely there are multiple applications could be developments in order to take advantage of this uh, physical um, capability. And just before, I know Angela has a final question, but I know we spent time today at the analyst event and you talked about low earth orbit versus geosynchronous orbit. Can the MediaTek silicon support both or are they discrete parts? to support the connectivity? How does that all work? Yeah, per the GGPPNT standard, the, the UE, the terminal side, will be capable to connect with either Neo Constellation or Geo Constellation. Okay. So once the design can meet the requirement, definitely it can connect. So that will be another beauty of the BNTN. Traditionally, satellite communication seems to stick with the Constellation. Right. Uh, so with uh, 3GPP NTN standard, more constellation can put in and provide the services. So with the single same device, it can connect to any 3GPP NTN compliant network, no matter it is a geo constellation yeah. or the Leo constellation. Yeah. And uh, to some extent, uh, people are thinking or they are debating uh, Leo is better than Geo, Geo is right. better than Leo, whatever <laughs> it goes. But they have their pluses and their pros and cons. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So once uh, you, uh, the terminal device can support both, you can manage, you can take the best advantage uh, from either constellation. And when there's a drawback, probably you just switch over. Yeah, I think that's the game changer and MediaTek is clearly supporting that. But I know, Anshul, you've got a final question before we close things out for Cliff, so. Yeah, I wanted to know about what you think comes after NTN and R. What's the future look like for satellite connectivity beyond what we've really standardized today? And is it really gonna be a 5G technology or does it end up becoming a 6G technology? Yeah, that's a good question. So no matter it's a satellite communication or civil communication, they are all wireless communication but with the different characteristics of the channels. And with the, the, the attempt of NTN actually trying to converge the space and terrestrial network converged in the near future. So in 6G, pretty much the fundamental thing is talking about how can we make the space network and the terrestrial network more efficient. NTN, no matter that's IoT NTN or NINTN, just a, a starting point to demonstrate the wireless communication can cover both and to really address the problems either terrestrial network or space network hardly to address so for example the, for the garbage problems for the remote side the ocean definitely it's not good to, to use a terrestrial network and to some extent in the city area it doesn't make sense to use a satellite communication sure. so it's a complementary just like we have been used to use Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and the cellular 
mm-hmm. now. And so for the entire wireless communication, maybe the satellite communication will be the best puzzle to put that unified and uh, provide the best uh, benefit to the end user in the future. Great. Cliff, it's been really educational. I want to thank you for your time coming on the podcast. And certainly the space race is heating up and it's exciting to see satellite become integrated into cellular communication. I think you said it quite well. They're complementary, right? And depending on use case, deployment scenario, they're going to fit well together. But with that, Anshul, why don't you take us home? Absolutely. We hope our viewers and listeners found this week's topics interesting. If anyone would like to reach out to us on social media to suggest another future topic, we're available on Twitter. Will is at WhaleTownTech. I'm at Anshal Sog. And we want to say thanks again to MediaTek and Cliff for joining us this week. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.